Well, we were bitching about the Mandalorian again. Young, when you're young, death is not... I don't think you even think about it. You neglect the things that you need to be a well-balanced human. I am better than everybody else because I bought a hybrid car. Send us your Bitcoin and subscribe. Accepting the status quo. Masturbates loves YouTube, goes to bed and does it all over again. Let's call it Eddie. Jingle bells, about drugs. jingle bells, eat my LSD. I have not done mushrooms, but I've served other humans <laughs> my entire life. Let me do it's pure past the first hashtag. Nowadays we live in like a fucking little Debbie cake world. Nuclear level emotional blackmailing. Um, I, I have a big problem with the government. As long as they don't piss all over your building, that's different. Young, when you're young, death is not... I don't think you even think about it to the degree you do, but as you get older... There seems to be two types of people, and I know I'm generalizing, but it's like there's this one type that's scared to death of dying. And so they try to mitigate. I actually know some people like that. They try to mitigate every single aspect of it, how, you know, to not die at all, to extend your life. And then there's this other group, which I fall into, that's like, oh, I'm running out of time. I got to learn everything possible and do everything possible because I could go in any second. And I definitely so, fall into that group. Oh, I just want to like. But it's less out of necessity of like, I'm going to die soon and more out of like, I just really want to consume this information. I do. I feel media. like like a like an or idea experience. vacuum. I just want to suck it all in. Yeah. You know, it's it's hard to find the balance between all of the media you consume and all of the experience you can consume by, you know, going out and just living and being in the world. How did we go? It's so the, hard to find that balance. How did we go from the Mandalorian to consumption? <laughs> I it just happens. It's Mandalorian tuberculosis. <laughs> Somebody cancel us, please. So, <laughs> we need a vaccine. Yeah. I, 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 it is. It is what it is. <laughs> that is the uh, the magic of podcasting. I hate censorship so much, and it's like if someone's a jerk and they're espousing behaviors or thoughts that I think are jerky. One, I turn them off, and two, I say, "Hey, you know what? Do you like this person?" We bash their ideas, not the person, right? And then we move on. Well, everybody's jabbing at each other's identities, or, or you know what I mean. It's, it's everything's gotten a lot more personal lately with the whole battles on Twitter and battles and stuff. I don't see a lot of people battling in real life over their bullshit. It you happens. Know, it's always happening. You know what the key but... to solving some of that is, though, is I told Tom this the other day when someone brings up, well, you're racist or you hate trans people or blah, 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 blah. Yeah. It's like, no, I just fucking hate you. <laughs> like, I want to just say that yeah. now. I not even hate. I've, there are very few humans. There's only two people on this entire planet that I've come close to hating, and that's because they were mean to other humans. Yeah. I'm talking about that. I just don't like you it's, I, as an individual. When I was going to church way back in the day. Back in the day. Um. That's where I learned the definition of hate, and it's stuck with me since, mm -hmm. which is basically you wish they were dead. And I, I, think that's, I think that's a unanimous definition of hate, right? Well, you actually, or like, wish you wish their dead. soul didn't exist. Yeah, yeah. You, or you wish they never existed. Basically, they just need to be gone. That you, and and I, that's I, what I don't know if is, I've right? ever cared about someone so much yeah. that I've actually hated them. Because yeah. that you would have, I think hate, you know, to get all forcey, you know, <laughs> fear leads to anger, anger leads to hate. You would have to feel some sort of massive emotions towards someone to actually truly hate them. Right. And I, well, I, I mean, I yeah. So I, I wouldn't say I truly hate anybody. Like, no, I, never, I, I never have. I don't wish. It, it, sometimes I find myself falling down the hole in my head of like, God, I hate this person. I wonder who that is. But then I, when I, yeah. <laughs> but when I start to like, like really feel the implications of that, of those thoughts in my head, I'm like, that's, that doesn't feel good to, to, to have those thoughts. So then I kind of. I do not away. wish agony on any human because yeah, no one but, learns from that. Well, I want to know what takes more effort, hating or not hating. I when prefer, in certain moments, like it's always it situational, right? Hate. It's always, it's I always situational. It it is. It it's is. never just out of nowhere you hate somebody, right? Well, it's always something, there's a trigger for it, right? I have a friend, exactly, and I have a good anecdote for this. I have a friend who, um, she's a wonderful person and very giving. She grew up in an abusive situation, 
Uh, she's got some serious health problems and still took care of her mother, lost a child. It's just this, it's like the ultimate Hallmark movie or, yeah. you know, like the ultimate, her story. <laughs> and her mother was one of the most horrible human beings I have ever come across. Like we're talking nuclear level emotional blackmailing, uh, selfishness, abusiveness. I really, as far as close to hate, it was because of not how she treated me because the lady was scared to death of me because I could see right through her. It's how she <laughs> treated my friend who tried her hardest to, even though the lady was horrible to her, she still, because of that, those abuse is terrible. Yeah. Because of how she was psychologically brought up and she didn't escape those paradigms, she, she would take this abuse and try to be a good person. Sometimes people have the drive for that. Not uh, not everybody, but sometimes I that did. kind of adversity really pushes you forward too, because you're like, you know what, fucking challenge accepted. I'll I'll get over this. Well, shit. this was more is because of patterns of behavior. Yeah. Patterns of behavior. I, that's why I think I, I'll bring up hypothesism. It's our entire life. I have yes. had to to reexamine as you age. If you choose to stay in a bad pattern of behavior, it is your choice. Mm -hmm. Like because if you that are is true, it's fully, all choices. If you're a functioning human being, you can. If you're if you don't have any handicaps that are keeping you from thinking, you can make a decision to be like, you know what, there's something about how I'm conducting myself that's causing me to live through these cycles over and over again. I need to challenge that. Yeah. And it's that the, it's the same thing when I was in the shower this morning. I was telling you earlier of like I I've noticed how much screen time I'm consuming. Yes, we were talking about that. <clears throat> and oh, it's all habitual. Topic. Like I've I've spiraled into this like habitual mess i guess of just i can't stop watching youtube i can't stop watching these things i can't stop consuming media and information and, and like there's so many books i want to read and so many movies i want to and watch not and, enough time to yeah and, and not only that so many activities i want to go do oh yeah but it, those are all my choices i choose to sit down and watch that stuff whether i like it or not which i do like it but it's like i choose to do that whether it has negative effects or not like that's my choice and i have to consider like what is this effect that's having on my life well, and our minds are so but powerful. Those, those, like you were saying, though, those those habits are your choice. It doesn't matter what – no matter what you do, period. Like any little action, big action, whatever you're doing in the moment, right? listening to this podcast right now is your choice to exactly. do that. And I don't think there's anything wrong with listening to our podcast. No, I feel like it's a totally <laughs> good choice. Well, and yeah. I think that people talk about cycles of addiction. I am a firm believer that any addiction can be broken. What's interesting is as a human, we substitute that addiction with something yeah. else. Have you noticed that? Because yes. I broke the sugar addiction. It was hard. And there's I times bet. I still want to just go eat a candy bar all the time. And I'm not saying I don't even eat sugar now, but the thing is, is I broke the unhealthy aspect of it. Did I substitute something else in there for that? My brain Maybe. chemistry has changed completely since I've done that. So I think that any habit can be broken and substituted made well, with healthy habits. It just depends on your frame of mind. Addiction can definitely be like a chemical issue. Yes. But it's more or less a habit. No matter what you break it down to. It's a habit. It, it could have a, no matter what chemical it has in it, you still have to make the choice to keep doing it. Well, and that's whether whether you feel compelled naturally by your your neurochemistry or not, it's still a choice to keep doing it. So I think that's what's happening. Our brains are. I so think powerful. we can be addicted to things that we don't even realize we're addicted to, like watching YouTube. Yeah, or, or I'm addicted a video to reading. Game. I know you're I am. addicted to reading. Oh man, and I've... it doesn't always mean it's a problem. Like you, uh, technically, everybody's addicted to consuming food and water. Whether you like it or not, like that, you have to do it, but well, you're also, also addicted needs. to it. I think that's also an addiction if you think about it. And the thing is, is something I, you have to do. It's it, called it's balancing it with healthy habits. I yeah, can put the true. I put the book down when I know I need to go feed my children dinner or I need to go pick my child up. It's when you don't, when you get so entrenched in your addictions yeah. that you neglect the things that you need to be a well-balanced human. Right, that right. That is, and, and you know what? It's a constant struggle because you were talking about your YouTube thing. I would love to take a day and just... Be completely immersed in what 
like learning. I would yeah. love it, but I know in the back of my mind I can't do that. Well, you got a, you've got a lot of things that you are responsible for, so you can't exactly. Do you think just that's the goal of retirement? That. Is you get to that point where you're so old, and if you've been re- to a certain degree of responsible, that you can just immerse yourself in these beautiful pursuits before you croak. I think that's is that's that how I have imagined. Goal? Yeah, that's how I imagine retirement. I've essentially, about this where you just now I I am not beholden to having to go to work and. And build up this nest egg, basically. <laughs> it's so funny how we all work. <clears throat> I'm sorry to digress here, but no, please digress. I love it's, them. It's I always found I find human traditions weird. A lot of them. I don't know why. I may, I'm not right. saying I'm better than anybody else or better than any of this stuff, but I. But for whatever reason, I've always been kind of an observer. I, I place my consciousness on the outside of everything and, and look well, and look at it from a, a weird. Per, exactly. Maybe that is why we have a podcast. Because <laughs> you examine but, uh, your pressure I, from dead people. Yeah, I, I just examine all of these weird habits and traditions and stuff that we do, whether I beholden to them or not. Oh, but you're an existential examiner. Retirement. We've worked so hard all our life, and what are we really working for? Are we? Are, are, is any of us really working for the betterment of society? Some of us guess. I guess they are. Like depends the fucking, on what you do. Maybe them Chinese people who just opened up the sun on the earth. Or whatever. Oh, I know. The, like the nuclear fusion. One hundred fifty million. But Celsius. are they really doing it so that they can actually better society, or are they doing it because they're working towards? A big chunk of money so that they don't have to work later once they have that big chunk of money. Are they doing it because the Chinese government (laughs) fucking makes them? I don't know. There's a lot of... Maybe there's a mixture of all three of those things. I think also it's important to note there needs to be a balance for saving when you are old and decrepit and or for a joy when you get to stop working, but also living while you're alive. I know that you've all heard the stories where this person saved to travel when they're old and then they got disabled somehow or they lost all their savings and then they're old. They couldn't travel because they were too tired or whatever. And they missed all of this glorious time. So I do travel now. A few years Mm -hmm. ago, I decided, you know what? If I have the ability to do this, I'm going to do it now. And I'll balance it with, yeah, I got to raise my children and pay my mortgage and stuff. But then later, I'll do it later, too, if I can. Or maybe I won't. Maybe I'll take in foster kids when I'm old. I don't know what I'm going to do. Who knows? I think what gives us fulfillment changes as we change. Yeah. And everybody has different... Everybody has a different goal for fulfillment, I think, too. And also, I think... Some people really like rescuing animals, and some people really like uh, fucking working on cars or building things or whatever. And I, I hate know. it when some people denigrate other people's fulfillment goals. Oh, it drives yeah, me of nuts. They're gonna do that. Well, everybody, they do everybody's that, so though. worried about what everybody else is doing. It's like, uh, this, uh, what is that? That's part of cancel culture, this value. I have my, what I do is more valuable than what you do. It's actually just like grade school. My shoes are better than you shoes. <laughs> are you saying people, most people haven't made it past grade school? I don't mentality? think most people psychosocially don't develop past high school i don't think they i've do. noticed that especially like okay a good example what really opens my eyes to this and and you will notice it too now thank or thanks brady <laughs> um whenever i watch like adam sandler movies okay. especially the older ones yeah it's like he has so many of these tropes of like people who never got over high school which is true and then, I, and then you see that and you start to see it in other forms of media mm-hmm. and then you look around and you see it in life where it seems like those big fucking truck toting assholes driving down the road rolling coal yeah. They're still in that high school mentality. I got to be cool. I got to be cool. Instead of just liking, like, but then on the flip side, I know a seventeen-year-old that is just the most amazing mechanic mm, ever. It's and not he's everybody. A little bit, well, no, I was just saying, but there are people out there. Why not just like the big ass diesel truck because you like big ass diesel trucks instead yeah, of projecting cool. instead of projecting that. But I know exactly what you're talking about because we live in the woods, and so there is a surplus of big mm-hmm. ass diesel trucks. Out I have there. no problem with big diesel trucks. <clears throat> he's talking but about the mentality. Ob- objectively, I don't like when they roll coal. It's like. It, only because it's hurting the environment. Like, think about it. It's you, don't, you don't need to blow black smoke out of your fucking tailpipe, okay? 
whether I, I sometimes it's kind of cool. It's like, oh, cool. Wow. You got a bunch of smoke. Wow. Just like when people do burnouts, it's like, wow, cool. You did a burnout. And it is, it's entertaining for the most, you know, for a couple seconds or whatever, right? Instant gratification real quick. Like, cool. You did a burnout or the guy who did it. It's like, wow, that was fun. But it really, you're polluting the environment. There's some things that are harmful. of superiority? Yeah. Is that so, what you're talking about? Like well, at the core of it? That's that- not the problem I'm talking about. I'm just talking about if if certain things you do are actually harmful to like the world or harmful to the people around you. Like who wants to breathe in all that exhaust? But the mentality itself, like everybody kind of has that no matter what. Yeah, look at me. Like well, I some think things like, I do, we, we all like attention. I mean, that's why social media is so fucking powerful. Also right in now. America, we like to be the most flashiest. Yeah. And so like, it's like, I have a Mercedes while I have a Tesla. It's yeah. that's, and that I can't ju- that's the I'm, not, I'm not here to judge people who, who want to have a Mercedes. It's, but it's kind of annoying if you're just doing it to flex on people. It's like, really? You don't like the flex attitude. It's the flex attitude I don't like. Yeah. Mm, I went to a state that shall not be named that is all about the flex attitude, but they actually try to... Pre- my Are you favorite talking about thing, California? My favorite thing about this state... <laughs> I mean, does it rhyme with Malamornia? <laughs> uh, no, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> my favorite thing about this state is I love... Because I go into it as an observer, too, because what's funny is I like... I like things. I love to go to California because it's like one huge case study for me. I love rolling down the road. <laughs> it's was, another planet, isn't oh, it? Oh, I love... I stayed in Laguna Beach with my friends and the average house cost is $5 million there, right? Uh-huh. And everybody is trying to purvey this sense that we are so holy and we care about everything, but what they're actually doing is consuming on this massive scale to look better than everybody else. Yeah. And it's like this weird cognitive dissonance. Isn't it's that so funny? and it is like I, another planet. I always found it. They have good funny. gelato though. It's kinda ironic. Okay. It's the I, I call it the Prius mentality. Oh, the pious. The, cr- the crunchy culture. Yes. Where I am better than everybody else because I bought a hybrid car or now it's Teslas or whatever the, mm-hmm, whatever the mm-hmm. popular EV is going to be when you're listening to this. Yes, 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 yes. Um, it's like, you guys realize the pollution that happened in the development of this car, right? Like you're not doing anything different. Like basically you're saving money on gasoline. But that's about it. But the strip mining of the lithium kind of out. Yeah, like there, there really isn't any alternative. All any, consumption like, has a cost. No matter how electric your vehicle is, you still directly rely on the petroleum industry. It doesn't it's matter awesome. what you do. Well, yeah, all consumption. And then, but has then they cost. all have iPhones too. Well, or all, they- them, all them crunchy people that got iPhones. <laughs> Guess what? That was made by slaves. The hypocrisy they, of how it. Many, you know how many little kid slaves are over there digging out the fucking rare rare earth minerals that are in your phone? Maybe people don't even know that these rare earth minerals are in their phone. Some, a lot of people don't even think about how the iPhone works or why it's what's what it's made of or whatever. Guess what? There's cobalt in there. Do you know who mines the cobalt? Little 12-year-olds getting a bowl of rice a day. Yeah. Okay? And nobody cares. We all just kind of like pretend that's not happening so that we could have our iPhone... And I'm guilty of that too. We're all fucking guilty. I have a fucking 40 or it was like a $99 smartphone. Okay. It works great. I love it. But I know that the things that are in that fucking phone underneath that black mirror was mined by little slaves and there's nothing I could do about it. Well, I, I wish there was something I could do about it. But if I want a phone that's not mined by slaves, it's going to cost like a literally million dollars to have a phone like that. So what do we do? What's the like? What's the solution here? Well, and I think that's part of the problem. You know, I, and I'm not trying to make anybody feel guilty. Like that is just the way the world is right now. And I wish we had a way to fix it. And and many people have talked about this problem. Apple's goal is to get away from that problem, but there's no way to get away from that problem. So what but do we maybe do? being aware of it and moving towards a goal is a good yeah. thing. Other than don't blanket and serve, oh. you know, like lip service it. We're, like we're trying to be environmentally responsible. It's like, mm, yeah. are you or are you just you lip servicing? Let's like, just put it this way, guys. If slavery didn't exist. Everything we consume would cost at least three or four times more than it costs now, if not more. 
Well, so what do we do about that? And then if, if, if we did get rid of slavery and we accepted that higher price, how do we afford anything anymore? No, we need to embrace automation because automation I'm thinking too, will yeah. help with that. And, you know, to be this is not a new problem. That's what's funny is people act like some of this is new problems. I just read two of the books in the Enola Holmes series. Um, it's about Sherlock Holmes' fictional little sister. I love the books because what it does is it shows the absolute decrepitude of the British Empire during the late 1800s. Okay, yeah. so you have the wealthy, they're worried about having a pink themed tea party. And then you can go down the street a little bit and there are people with no clothes on laying mm. in a gutter. Mm-hmm. And so they're picking like a like, middle. You think income inequality is bad here, guys. Oh, the late 1800s British here. Empire was glorious for that because the midden pickers, they went around and picked little bits of scrap out of heaps to sell to just so mm-hmm. they could eat. And so this is not a, actually it's not a new phenomenon at all. That we produce more food now than we did in those times actually might be better for developing nations. I don't know. Maybe. I think it's a big conversation to have. But just to read about the disparity between just a few blocks. Mm-hmm. And we still have that. That's true. It's just it's the weird. poor in our country now Yeah, they way I, better. I read this thing. Maybe it was like eight or nine years ago. Maybe even, maybe even longer ago. But it was about how the poverty in America specifically even as a homeless person, is still Infinitely. luxurious compared to the poverty in a third world nation. Like, yeah. and, I, and you can see it. Go online and just look up videos of like Ethiopian kids who have to walk three miles to get water. It's not clean water. They have to walk it, the water back to where the fuck they're living mm-hmm. to boil it so they can drink over it. a garbage fire. And they're surrounded by heaps of garbage from the rich people who are in the nation. They just dump all the garbage in the fucking, in the, in the ghetto. Oh, well, that's like my Hive.io. It's the platform, my cryptocurrency platform I blog uh-huh. on. There are people from all over the world on it. My 11 cent upvote will feed an entire family in Venezuela for the day. Yeah. Blows my mind. That's insane. And they do not. They one time like, the rice they were having is not expensive. <laughs> they were having trouble um, last year. The power there was rolling blackouts. Everything was collapsing because the price of petroleum was down. And so a few of us were making sure our friends had food because I have some Venezuelan friends from this platform, which yeah. the internet's awesome, by the way. But they were having to grow herbs in their yard because they couldn't get medicine. Wow. And I was just like, well, at least they're. But they find ways to survive. You know, so they still survive too. no matter what. Like no matter what level of poverty you're living in, people still persist on surviving. And that's why it. I don't want to cry and about. It's amazing. How, you know, I am a little bit <clears throat> mentally overwrought over this Rona thing, and it's mainly yeah. for reasons you wouldn't think. It's the cognitive dissonance aspect that's hurting me. Yeah. Like policies that are in direct contradiction of what I'm actually doing. So, but I will still. It is nowhere near as bad as living. I know my life is good. Yeah. And this idea that we're complaining about things, I just want to fix the specific well, problems. Uh, my wife was reading an article last night about these kids, um, what kids are asking Santa for this year. Like some kids are asking Santa for like fucking money for their parents to pay or the Or the bills. power to be on or to and have like, a couch. A, a, I read that. Yeah, yeah. She you read the same it. thing. Yeah, and yeah, that broke it, my heart. It was sad. And then it really, it, it gives you good perspective on your life. Like, And you also know, it's nothing, there's. We a, get sucked into our, into our own paradigm and how bad or good it is. And especially when you compare it to others, especially when you're watching, like if you're on Instagram all day or watching YouTube and all these fucking people flexing with their Lambos. Uh, Today I drove a Lamborghini into a river. Like you're just throwing away fucking a million dollars. Oh, I know. That's like, why. But it's like, yeah, you can compare all day, but try comparing your life to like that kind of kind of shit. And also, I think there needs to be stop. There needs to stop with the mass guilt. I am tired of people yeah. like influencers flexing this mass guilt on people. Well, that you're American and your life is good. Do you know how hard our ancestors worked? 
That's something that's they act true. like. I know that there's all these conversations about white supremacy and building on the backs of other people and stuff, but you know what? My great grandma. Well, we've come a long way, haven't she we? She <laughs> hoed strawberries just a generation ago for 50 cents an hour. Yeah. I don't know about you if you've ever gardened people. It is. Can well, you imagine hoeing acres of strawberries for like an entire work day? That, that, it's that hard is, work. Yeah. So, well, I, uh, I'm from Washington and one of the, one of the, actually the bigger. I don't know if it's the biggest industry in Washington, thanks to Seattle and becoming the new San Francisco, the new Silicon Valley. Mm-hmm. Or actually, I think Texas now is starting to become that. All the tech companies. Were Everybody's moving there. But like, there was a bunch there, yeah. of there was there is a but there's a couple of the biggest tech companies to ever exist, and their headquarters are in Seattle. But before that, the biggest industry in Washington was the fruit farmers. Oh yeah, it's still large. And you're out there making twenty five cents an hour picking fruit all fucking day, getting stung by bees, fighting off bears. And you have to pick fast. Yeah. If any of you fighting ever, with the other pickers, but it's <laughs> not like going to a you pick farm and picking a quarter bucket of strawberries. You yeah. are having to haul and, balls. And I did it once, and I was you know just to. Just because it's something you can go do if you want to. Like, they don't mind. As many people that want to volunteer to go do that, that's fine. They, they'd like that. Well, a few years As long ago. as their fruit gets picked. But the the farm itself is making God knows Billions. how much money, but they're paying these They're also subsidized dirty. by the government. But here's this, this what you were just saying about our ancestors, okay? There's a historic example of how automation can f- at least fix some of these problems. Because, okay, yes. There were slave owners in America, and those slaves worked on like cotton fields and stuff. One example is the cotton field. Okay, okay. and and the uh, I think the hemp field for a while was the same way. Yep, a lot of things were made of hemp back in these times. Hemp and cotton. It took a lot of labor to not only harvest this stuff, and this was before these like three million dollar fucking tractors, tractors and harvesters. Oh, I and love all automation shit. so much. But like before then, it was people actually picking it and people processing it by hand, picking out the seeds by hand. Like brutal labor. Oh, and they weren't getting paid for it. They, you know, they were they were fed whether it was good or bad. Some some slaves were treated better than others. It was never equal. You know, I've read stories of slaves living in luxury because they did so much work, and then I've read stories of slaves being beat every day, no matter what they did. Because it doesn't matter. Like it wasn't face people. Will yeah, always but exist. Yeah. Well, that's not the point I'm trying to make. The point I'm trying to make is they when the threat of. Uh, the abolishment of slavery was facing these big, you know, fucking cotton field owners and stuff who were really going to lose a lot of money. What happened? They persevered and made the cotton gin. And mm-hmm. that started the Industrial Revolution, yep. at least in America. And then fucking that gave everybody an idea. Oh, oh the last we can 20- make machines to do all this labor. And they did. And look what happened to America. Factories started popping up everywhere for everything. Well, Textile that happened factories in 1793. And, and, yeah. and look and at then the last the war, 200 years. And then we had the World War One, and that really, really, really that one pushed industrialization. It pushed automation in the industrial sense to its fucking limit at the time. And so many good things came from that. What? So, yeah, the war was bad. But the result of the war was now... A We've realized we can automate so many jobs. Whether it still took people being paid pretty much dirt wages to run some of the machines, but hey. Well, when you we've, have- we've come a long way since then, and look what we're fucking Amazon is trying to fully automate every process of you know getting your getting your fucking CBD lotion shipped to your door in two days, <laughs> overnight <need> my- <laughs> fu- overnight delivery of your fucking toilet paper and your goddamn Pepsi. Well, they have their own airline empire for the drones now. It's mm-hmm. like well, and, and this brings up a good point. Hanging on to tradition at the expense of people. I am all for automating all the shit jobs. I yeah. want to bring Why that- wouldn't we do that? And But, like, here's the thing, though. Only the people who are able to automate are going to be making money at that point because nobody else is going to be able to find a job. This is one of the things Andrew Yang yes, was talking about. We have to talk about. about the UBI. Yeah, I'm not sitting here trying to be like, I'm a, I'm a big fucking Andrew Yang cuck. 
Can no, I'm just saying, gonna, here's some, he here's a, a conversation point. he brought up and that yeah. nobody was really talking about before, you know, unless you were on like the fringe of, of these worlds. But like, he specifically was trying to appeal to the trucking industry for his votes because he knows, and I know, and we should all really know that that's one of the first industries that are going to be fully automated if possible. It's coming. Because it costs a lot of money. It's a mess as it is right now because it's you know, human rights. It's like, super you can only, stressful, They too. only want people to drive, like, the, the regulators only want people driving a certain amount of hours a day, and that really puts a lot of stress on the industry and on your goddamn packages getting delivered overnight. Yep. So the solution to that demand is they're going to start AI. automating the trucking industry. And there's there that means a complete overhaul of all the infrastructure. Like, they're going to put specific lanes on all of our freeways. And we're talking about, like, the government will subsidize this. Trust me. They'll get a nice big kickback from fucking these big trucking industries and these big companies like Amazon to to update the infrastructure to make these deliveries happen better and faster and automated so that they don't have to pay the truck drivers because that's their bottom end. But, like, okay, through wages, industry, Brady, people, Because those truck drivers also want a living wage. They want to be able to survive on the road with money. And but so like, there's all these problems automation has always brought more jobs. That's the thing, though. That's, there's yeah, always that been Luddites that said the Industrial Revolution will well, end yeah. human work. Well, no, it didn't. It brought more jobs. And then every time we leap, yeah. there's more jobs. And there's also, always more jobs. And do we even have to have a job? That was the other thing yeah. Andrew Yang was do saying. Do we even have to? Do we have, we to, wor- do we have to worry about these shit-ass jobs? Or can we like worry about creating and pushing society farther with our creativity and our ideas? But if we can't fucking pay our bills because there's no goddamn factory jobs around, how are we ever going to have the time to also fucking uh, you well, know, I think s- that's to, the to com- create and make society better? So his solution was, let's give everybody like a... a and yes, arbitrary, but also very helpful amount of money, $1,000 a month. Just to some people, especially in third world nations, fuck, you know, if you give some Ethiopian kid $1,000 a month, he's probably going to be the next fucking Jeff Bezos. Well, it makes Trust me wonder me. how much creativity has been tamped down in the developing world just because they can't get basic needs. Yeah. And that makes me sad because think of like the person that is going to cure this certain branch of cancer or the person that could get us to Mars is probably out there. They just can't get enough to eat, so they're work, walking yeah. three miles and that, to a well that was every day. Andrew Yang's yeah. idea. He's like, if we alleviate some of these stressors in people's lives, particularly in the trucking industry, or but most industries will be automated eventually. Trust me. They, that is something we're always pushing for. Technology is God at the moment, okay? Well, I just read In an atheist th- nation, we've made technology God, and it's only going to ever get better. Mm. So and it's just one way to look at it, I guess. But my point is... Is like if, if, you know, we were to have some of our stresses alleviated by taxing the people who are winning from the automation, who are getting all this money and basically giving it some of that to everybody else, mm-hmm. then we can really like, okay, so these stressors are gone. I don't have to worry about pure survival. Now I can worry about, oh, I have this fucking great idea for this invention. I have this great idea for this book. I have this great idea for this and this. Now I have the time and the energy to actually put into that because I'm not worried about how the fuck am I going to pay my my rent this month? How am I going to eat? How am I going to feed my children? Because you have that already covered. Which but you're not also – you're not given everything so that you could just be lazy all day either. Well, Some the people thing is will, we'll but still have the same amount of lazy people that we did well, it before. That, that is, right if now you're lazy, you're lazy. Yeah. If you're not, you're not. It is and the way that's it is. not a judgmental Maybe thing. Maybe some of them lazy people will even just you know take that $1,000 and do something with it. I don't know. I don't know. I think that Become there's just a YouTuber some people, though, that just want to exist, and what's wrong with that? I don't have a problem with that. It is just what it is. Um, I, I have a big problem with the government being in charge of anything because they <laughs> I, I and I also yeah. there's a lot the problem with the UBI and this idea is it's so multi pronged. We've been discussing it for years. They've been experimenting on it for the last decade and a half, really. There's lots of trials that they've done. 
Uh, my biggest, it's just, it's a complicated mm. thing. Like I was reading, I told you about the Israel, because to bring this into technology, mm-hmm. this company in Israel grew a chicken burger. They're yeah, growing yeah, chicken. Yeah. And in a lab, they, you should say. What I find interesting is the food industry has been conditioning people to, for years to eat meat that's basically processed to the point it doesn't really like meat anymore. It's just flavored protein. Mm-hmm. And so as I long as it like, provides our substance that we need to live, right? And I feel like that they've been doing that, so it's not a huge transition for when we have lab growing. It's, it's coming. It's going to be a weird transition, uh, uh, particularly where we live in Idaho, because there's a lot of purists here that'll be like, no, yeah, man, I got to go hunt my deer and I eat my cow. That's got to eat real meat. You don't want that government lab grown 5G fucking coronavirus bullshit. Well, I feel like it's fine for you to grow your own meat. See, probably- I'm just saying this is gonna in, in, in Idaho particularly oh, yeah. well, and some other rural areas. It's going to be interesting to see what the purists have to say. Well, and I think why does everything have to Goddamn be so <laughs> you can either not have this or not have that? It's like so yeah. the purest people, you know what, go hunt your meat. But even they have – I would love to show the most – purest gut dear gutting guy person on the planet how a chicken has to live in a farm <laughs> that's true Attractive. especially these mass these that's mass what I'm not, not a regular like a chicken on my farm's got a golden and that's just it i'm gonna uh-huh. i'll produce but my you own can't meat. feed the world mm-hmm. and if and if you had that responsibility your chickens wouldn't live so good that's why i find lab that's why i find <laughs> lab grown meat fascinating because humans are not going to want to stop eating mm-hmm. meat so let's find a way that doesn't we have to technically we have to consume the things that meat offers yeah, we have we to need have the that amino acids. yeah if they can figure out a way to to synthesize that, why not? I think most Americans. If I don't you made see the problem a, as long as it tastes good. Because if, if it you tastes made a weird, grub chicken nugget yeah, and I, it tasted like a chicken nugget from McDonald's, Americans would eat it. Oh yeah, oh yeah. You know they would. That mouth pleasure though, you have to have that. You do. We're wired to have to enjoy the, the food texture. because if it if it tastes off or the texture's off, our brain's going to reject it. Like that's not food or something. You know what I mean? Well, like me, I've like grown it's not all own. just about being a, a big fatso. Like it's about like it's, our, our brains develop it's these qualia. needs. Look qualia, look up qualia, yeah. people. Well. Nowadays we live in like a fucking little Debbie cake world, Ew. and it's mouth pleasure for the sake of mouth pleasure. But it's actually but not that we develop we developed the need for like something to taste good. We developed the taste buds the way they are, and the pleasure we get from food f- from survival. Like if that fucking meat tasted horrible, we wouldn't don't eat it. it. That's obviously not something I'm supposed to be eating. That berry, if it's sour or bitter. It's probably poisonous. I don't want to eat that. Well, yeah, and those are things we developed over but that, millennia. So someone explain kale. That shit tastes like garbage, no, kale is but it's good. so healthy for you. So why in the world did our mouth go? And I don't like that. And then you have, uh, like, I'm just, I'm just now, I'm, I'm digressing about like the. the You're so funny because you've obviously never stir fried kale and onions and bacon and just. It can be good, but on its own, it's like well, that's who, fucking who bitter. At it and it's like, bitter it and weird. It looks like a horse tail. Let's yeah, eat that. It's bitter and weird and doesn't. But like, uh, there's another example of that too. I'm, I'm, I guess I'm digressing about the irony of this because like. Um, yes, we develop our taste buds to survive, but it do- some of it doesn't make sense. Like chili peppers, very healthy for you. But who got the idea? Because it fucking hurts to eat a ghost chili pepper, but there's some there's actually health benefits to it, right? You know what's funny though is chili peppers to begin but it's, with it's were not painful. that hot. We bred them over time. That's true. So the original chili pepper <laughs> I guess you're that, right. that makes sense. Was not that many Scovilles. But it's still gonna have. It's still gonna have a degree of a burn degree of ouch. You know what yes. I mean? And so like someone still people still ate it like it's still <laughs> healthy for you, but that doesn't. It's it not a pleasant. Makes my butthole burn. This is so good. Who has so that it's idea? Just, yeah. It's just funny that there are contradictions to that survival mechanism. That's like some of these things we should be eating, but they don't provide mouth pleasure. Well, and that just brings but are, back is that to, conditioning too, though? I don't know. I also think that's like a, broccoli. Like some like people, some people hate the taste or texture of broccoli, but it's very good. You need to eat it. Well, I think also it's because we've gotten far away from what food actually tastes like. Because that's what I'm I, saying. Is that conditioning based on like the little Debbies? 
Maybe because, okay, a McDonald's. good anecdotal example of this, I really don't like public meat anymore. It public tastes meat. texturally <laughs> I like different. I call it public well, meat. Well, that's my friend Jacob's term. But <laughs> it's it truly is true. I've raised my own meat, and it's because of ethical reasons. I, I don't like the idea of some cow or pig having a crappy life just to give me sustenance, so I let it have a good life, and then I eat it. That's just my own mentality at where I'm at right now. Yeah. And, well, it's uh, just like... I have the ability to do that. And I, I have to sacrifice my time and resources, but you know, yeah. it's worth it to me. And I, the taste is different than the taste well, of the meat. Well, I, I love the mentality behind the way, you know, you choose your food and grow it's your food. It's a philosophy. But it, for the rest of us who go to get the public meat, quote I unquote, don't look down on you guys. No, 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 no. Yeah. But what I'm trying to say is like, it's, um, compare that to my example of the iPhone and the slavery. Exactly. Most of us just pretend that the horrible conditions of these animals aren't happening because we fucking need the meat and it's cheap. Yes. Not a lot of us can go afford the fucking the it's a denial. the ethical meat. It's really expensive for some reason. Oh uh, yes, it is. Even to grow it yourself yeah. is expensive. Anybody who says contrary is lying to you. Mm-hmm. Well, but if we all made the conscious decision to go, you know what? That's not okay. I mean, there's forces against this, but I'm just saying, like, if, if we really all wanted that to 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 change, it could change. But it's going to cost us. But we still have to make That's that. That's just it. The we got to figure out where we want to make those sacrifices and do it. And sometimes you can't do that yeah. when you're just surviving. Or automation. Automation. Let's automate the uh, well, synthesized meat industry. Lab-grown meat fascinates me because really meat is just amino acids. And so what difference does yeah, it make I mean, if yeah. it is being grown with the same inputs in a living creature versus a lab-grown that still came from the living creature? There needs to be like some mental <laughs> Olympics you're going to have to go through to get used to it. But change always freaks humans out. I it think does, that's yeah. what it is. But but if you really start to think about it rationally, it seems like a good idea because it's like we don't need to be treating these animals. That we, there's not a need for all this. Well, well there okay. is currently. But if we if we were to introduce a ethical way of growing meat in a lab and it's the same shit, the same substance, it gets your nutrition that you need and doesn't cause cancer. Yeah, three D. Then why not? Well, and if I you think, think about it rationally. You it. can't if 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 you're a rational individual and you actually look at that just that point objectively, you can't argue against that. No, the no reporter ate how, the chicken. The chicken burger yeah. looked exactly like a really well prepared chicken burger. Yeah, why not? And that it they tastes went, good, and it gives. It doesn't even have to taste good, I guess. Oh no, it tasted amazing. But the thing, it even texturally, because I was wondering how they mimicked the electrical mm. impulses to give meat the meat its texture, and yeah. it, apparently it was amazing. It was a little more tender. They said. What what fascinates me? Who about doesn't the want thing, tender meat? That's well, some good stuff. And that's what fascinates about me. In, in twenty thirteen, it cost a quarter of a million to grow a hamburger. This one hamburger? One hamburger. Holy this God. new technology. <laughs> this costs $35. That's pretty so good. So to go down that I mean, that it's still much, expensive for a hamburger, but we were talking about like... Well, yeah, but that is also... In novelty. comparison to a quarter million dollars. It's, and then I learned that a quarter that, of all the meat production down. in America goes to feed pets, and that just blew my mind because you're yeah. abusing one animal to feed another. And that's why I get kind of like... What shook me out of my denial is I raised pigs. Pigs mm-hmm. are like the fourth smartest animal. When you look into the eye of a pig, you're looking at something that's as smart or smarter than a dog. Yeah. And then I had to think about them crammed in there, listening to each other getting killed at 30,000 a day or an hour or whatever it was. And I'm like, oh, you know so, what? I just, I can't. It's so dreadful. But on the flip side, I, I know I have I know to survive. I, support the, I know I support that industry by I buying the I don't say that to make you feel bad. I'm talking about, because you know well, what? I should feel, but that's the, pro- here's the problem, guys. I should feel bad. I should feel bad about the slaves making the iPhones, and I should feel bad about these animals and the way I they're living to do. get to make to feed me. Yeah, and I do realistically, but at the same time, it's like, first of all, I'm I'm not going to go vegan. I refuse. No, I really like to have my meat, and it's it provides you know nutrition for Plants me. Plants take resources too. <sighs> I would love to get this lab grown meat because I don't. I want to change that. I want to that to change, but I don't want to be a vegetarian. Well, I and, don't think that's a healthy way to live either. 
And that, yeah, well, I just don't want to. I love vegetables, don't get me wrong, I but I love meat. I fucking love meat. It tastes good. It provides plenty of nutrition. I think it's needed. I don't think you can, I don't think it's healthy to be a vegan or a vegetarian, Do really. orcas apologize for tossing seals around? That's the thing. Yeah, look at, okay, look at the rest of nature, though. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's, it's unforgiving. Nature's brutal. If you go r slash uh, nature is metal, I think it is. Yes, nature is metal. <laughs> it's fucking bad, guys. We're not the only ones, okay? I've watched. We're not the only If a fucking, if an eagle could mass produce meat on the, on the level that we do, they would do the same goddamn thing. If a monkey could mass produce their meat on the same level as we do, they would, if all these other animals would do the exact same thing we could, if they had the possibility like we do, if they had the brain to create technology like we do, they would all fucking do it. Trust me. Well, and about they her. would feel less bad about it. I don't have a problem with you want to be vegan either. Yeah. Go for it. Knock yourself out. Like one thing that does separate us from the rest of the animals is we do have this thing called empathy. Yeah, we do. And that's the reason I can feel bad about eating the pork. As I'm putting oh, it in my mouth and well, it's it seasoned wonderful. amazing. Well, I don't feel bad about eating the pigs I grow here at all. Somebody asked me the other day, they're like, how do you go in and you have these, because I have lots of cows and pigs and stuff, and, and I, I pet them, and they're like, how can you take care of them and, and eat them? Well, doesn't that break your heart? And to me, that's a sign of an affluent society. Mm-hmm. In, in a society that's developing, there's no apology there's, there's for killing wrong that goat that you need to eat. Yeah. And actually, you have the ability to do it as painless as possible yeah. if you are not a jerk, which there are lots of jerks out there. And that's just it. Jerks exist no matter what. But, what? again, the same people who feel bad for these animals are toting around an iPhone made by slaves. They don't, give, they don't give a fuck about the condition. They probably don't even know the conditions that are... I don't think... Well, out of sight, out of mind iPhones. is what it is. That's what I'm saying, yeah. but I'm, I'm just I'm just pointing out the irony. That's I all. call it an affluency circle jerk. You stay... <laughs> state of affluency and it's really bad and you're staying in your social media realms you're taking pictures of your free range arugula you mm-hmm. know and it's just you, you it's not a bad thing it's just that you don't have any awareness of and that's why i talked about my field trip to the state that shall not be named they don't get out of their enclaves no and if they do they just go with each other to like i'm going to joshua tree it's like <laughs> well oh great but did you go downtown el paso like right they don't do those right. things yeah no, that so, makes sense but that that's fine what it's do we a very, do about you, all this? We can't. You can only Just do what you some, can do individually. You, you can point out almost anything, and it's bad. Like the the fucking tires on your car. Oh, the only man. goddamn tires are out there. You should see what it takes to get that rubber. <laughs> like straight fucking slavery. And we don't think about it. We just put the tires on our car. We have some Porsche lab at fucking Les Schwab. Put the fuck tires. Who's not on the paid car. a lot, mind and you. And him, that alone is like he's fucking hating his job. He goes there every day. It's one of those nine to five things. It's whatever. Yeah, deals with a bunch of Karens. Yeah, probably goes home, masturbates, watches YouTube, goes to bed, and does it all over again. Plays Call of Duty. Yeah, I actually know people that work at Lush. And it is what it is. And then he chose that job and all that. But it's like that's nothing compared to how it what it takes to get the rubber to make that tire. Yeah, I think a lot of this. Or the, maybe the it's point the is invisible costs. Is I think what that's I'm the point of this about. episode: is the invisible cost of everything, yeah. and that you live in denial of it when you. But then again, you can be so social justice virtue warrior that you're so into that mentality that you don't actually live either. Yeah. But if you're on your computer on Twitter bitching about these kind of things, just like we are on this podcast right now, it's we're part of the problem because. Who made this microphone? What's in this microphone right now? Uh, how who, many salmon how, died for the power of, to power this shit? Uh-huh, like, exactly. there's a lot of yeah, because we're hydroelectric up here. To live is to consume. I feel like to limit your consumption's harm is a good uh-huh. goal, well, but I'm not just to be a voyeur about it. Bitching about all this, but I'm really glad that we have that we're things. in. We're, we're finally in this in this time period. I guess it's been going on forever, and that's why we progressed. But like, the world is really like mindful of this now. 
I was talking to you about this thing I watched about cereal advertisements and how how the oh, yeah. marketing yeah. like pushed all this cereal. Cereal is fucking horrible for you, Pretty but they pushed it on you as a health food for bre- part of a balanced breakfast. They invented that slogan for a reason. It's very tricky. Marketing is very full of tricks. Okay, cereal you shouldn't eat it at all. It's fucking sugar frosted grains. Grains aren't that good for you. Sugar's not that good for you. They combine those two fucking things and push it on children. There's nothing good about that. But finally, we're seeing a decline in the sale of cereal. Most uh, part of that is because we have um, you know different options for breakfast, healthier options for breakfast, and part a lot of that has to do with the mindset of society is finally starting to change to be not only healthier. And this, you can see this in the decline of soda sales as well. Mm. They're fucking, the soda industry is panicking right now because nobody wants to buy fucking sugar water over, uh, that's why they've switched so like fervently to like bottled water. Yeah. And tap water because it's like they, the soda, the soda sales started to decline. They noticed everybody wanted to be healthy. Your power as a consumer is huge. It's huge. Especially when you group together. But but quit trying to cancel things instead. I just wish people would educate more than cancel. uh, Yeah. Like I learned a long time ago when I was trying to feed my children healthy that in Europe, they dye their mac and cheese with carrot powder. Okay. Okay. That sounds a little bit healthier than fucking red dye, yellow dye number 12. And it's funny. It's not that that neon gold color that we've got now in our craft mac and cheese. Quote unquote. Non-toxic, meaning it won't kill you right now. We'll see what happens in 25 years after everybody's eaten two tons of it. To be alive is to be being killed by everything. (laughs) So it's like, I want to pick my poison too, but the idea that over there you could die things like what I, but it's also that because of the power of the internet and information and us being able to talk with each other, that the market is demanding change. I think it's great. But that's why I'm, I'm really in love with the mindset of progression. Yeah. I like it. I just don't like the toxic culture pushing it at the moment. Well, like clothing. You don't have Cheap to. clothing is It doesn't have slaves. to be a fucking war. It just, we need, we need to be more educatory. And you're not it. better than somebody else just because you get locally that's the sourced other to- cotton. That's the part of the toxic culture, culture of, of it. it. Yeah. You, you still, I can guarantee you to be alive in America, you are somehow consuming something. I like the idea. <laughs> I would hope so. You well, wouldn't be alive. Well, either. I like the idea yeah. of reusing things because on the farm, yeah. we recycle. There's a lot of waste in America. A lot. Yeah. And so we reuse a lot of stuff oh, here. Oh, me and David were talking about this the other day um my father-in-law he he grew up very poor and um you know had to figure out ways to reuse stuff like mm-hmm. that uh, like farm like farm mentality innovation yep well look, okay Bailey a good example twine. he gave me was henry ford um he was you know started to mass produce these vehicles and there was a lot of waste well he's trying to figure out he henry ford grew up on a farm very very poor okay he's he had this mentality of reuse so what he did was take all of the boxes because everything came in wooden crate back then. Mm-hmm. All these boxes and all these pallets that he was getting, all this extra wood, and Kingsford charcoal. There He's you like, go. Well, let's fucking make charcoal out of this. So he, there was no waste at when Ford first started. There's a reason it became so big. It wasn't only because it was selling automobiles. It was because he was also putting all of the waste back into other things, recycling every bit of metal he could. He was buying back people's cars when they wanted when the new model came out so he could recycle pieces of the car well, back thrift, into the new car that's that thrifty and economical thing that yeah. i love so much it's not about virtue signaling it's yeah. about well, using things wisely that had to be constructed ironically to, ford the company doesn't do anything like that anymore i think super super <laughs> is a lot of waste again <laughs> is it super preaches they have they use zero energy or what is it that they do zero i gotta look it up because it's zero. like but what's funny is they have a zero yeah, footprint. But the thing yeah. is, is they still have parts on those cars that had to be made from things like the batteries. And mm-hmm. it. But it's like... Out, I'm so glad you have to outsource. Anytime you're making anything, 
you're going to outsource something or another. Well, and I think it's good that they're, you know, it's just, I feel like people wear it as a badge of honor to beat other people with instead of really embracing and enjoying that they're trying to make their consumption list. Yeah. And I, I just, I, I know. I think it's about balance, right? I'm not, I'm not trying to be preachy either. I guess this whole episode no, kind of, the, the whole episode, so, I'm hoping we're not sounding too preachy. We're all consumers. Face it. Well, I don't feel like we're preaching at all. It's like we're talking about yeah. the hypocrisy of it because this is a bunch of hypocrisy, a bunch of irony. It's like look at oh zero waste. I just wish there was a better way to go about everything. That's all because we, we. I think everybody's starting to realize. Maybe not everybody, but a lot of people on the planet are starting to realize. Maybe we are contributing to global warming and fucking up the planet. You know, yeah. maybe it's not good for us to be fucking fracking oil. Maybe it's not good for us to be burning coal. We're farting to figure these things out. Or how about... Farting. We're starting to. Farting. We're farting, <laughs> we're farting to figure It was that Freudian slip about yeah. the cow farts. Yeah. And well, we've even realized that nuclear energy, we coveted it as like, this is some clean energy. And then we realized there's actually big problems with that. Like, we saw the meltdowns of the nuclear reactors and actually how harmful that could be. But that was fission. And I think we're... Well, fission, yes. <clears throat> so now we're starting to like... Okay, let's try to use the wind. The wind's always going to be around. Let's try to use the sun. The sun's always going to be around. So now we're really starting to focus on these clean energies... But then you have the fucking dinosaur, literal dinosaur companies sucking literal dinosaurs out of the ground, and they're fucking panicking because now we're like on a clean energy fucking kick, and they're not clean energy at all. Yeah, by but any they means. could innovate and be clean, and that's just it. And so that's why I don't want them having a huge. They are, but they're going to lose a lot of profits, and the, there's another invisible cost to that. You innovate or die. How many jobs are going to cut? I know those people can go get more jobs, but like they're going to lose their pensions. I don't know. Like I think though some companies will look suffer at, at Coco. You just talked about just, the beverage companies, though. Yes, They're having yes. to innovate or they will die. Okay, because yes. sugar is not good for you. No, it's a good treat if you can manage it, but realistically, it's in all of our foods. Mm-hmm. So it's oh, not especially good for corn syrup. You. We're not even talking about sugar. Yeah, well, and that's they important. barely even use sugar. So you need to innovate to the market, syrup. or you need to die. And <laughs> I, I feel like petroleum has been a wonderful thing for humanity. Maybe not so much for the planet. It's been a very awesome stepping stone to where we are now. And now we are in post-industrial America. So we need to, the developing nations are going to need to use that to get up to speed with us. They talked about that. Mm -hmm. We're in this next phase where we need to figure out how to do it cleanly. There's a ton of decaying nuclear material from our big bomb time. Oh, we haven't even figured out what we're going to do with that Our solution right now, let's bury it under some concrete and lead. Oh, no, no, no. Our our advanced graduate studies colleges, they are working on how to use it as clean energy. And I'm glad. Gonna Someone, we have it. to figure out something to do with that because it's coming in by like the ton. So can like, we? Maybe that's my preaching. Well, eventually, is, we're going to run out coming, of room. Quit judging everybody by projecting your moral superiority by buying your free range cotton, and then maybe yeah. just be like, "Hey, Ad- I'm doing what I can." Yeah. Admit that there's an issue with it, and that you are consuming. Yeah. I think, uh, uh, and that what that is what drives progression towards better life is like we admit that these iPhones are made by slaves, and then we go, "Now, how do we deal with that?" And then it happens. And I don't know about just you, but takes I, a, I'm willing to culture. sacrifice and go longer without or pay a little more for something that's a little bit more ethical over yeah. the long term. You need but it's things not you need sustain- to survive. It's not necessarily sustainable, though, too. I don't not know. everybody can go and afford these things. Do we need an iPhone? I you can argue have that all day. I have one now to live in society. Yeah, that's what I mean. You can argue that, but... At the same time, it's like we'd rather keep it clean, or <laughs> we, on, we, we, we do want everything to be clean and ethical, but we'd rather it also be affordable. You know what I mean? That's there's that the, there's the tricky balance. It's a balance. Well, is everything balance. in life balancing yeah. the force? I mean, and, really, at this point. And maybe if we'd originally gone down the course of clean and ethical and not had the slaves dig out the fucking lithium in the first place, it would be affordable by now. Didn't we and have- there's the problem. Didn't we have to learn slavery these companies was bad were like, in the how first do we, place already? No one knew well, that. Yeah. Well, we already know slavery is bad. We did it back let's, then. Let's put it this way, okay? Bill Gates knows slavery is bad, but he still 
has to buy products made by slaves to make his computers. And see, that's where the co- I get. I hate it when people we know slavery is bad, but it still happens. Positions of authority, though, that preach at us how we have to be, and they're not being that way. Or yeah, because they have it. to. Re- they have to deflect it. Oh, because they crazy. know that they're buying their fucking shit from. It slaves. makes me crazy. <laughs> it's like realistically, we're per- we're supporting slavery by buying the uh, little products. And I, I do feel terrible, but it's like. I have to be able to afford my smartphone. Okay, but think about it this way, too. Without these industries, what would the people be doing to eat in those areas? That's another... Yeah, there's a true. It's a even double-edged if it, Even if it comes from... Let's say it comes from China. That's a, that's a good conversation topic. Because if something comes from China, it was probably made by some kid making 12 cents an hour Underpaid or something. Underpaid labor, right? which is slavery to us. Yeah. Horrible fucking human conditions over there. Okay. But... Because the government's making so much money, they do feed the citizens, whether it's good or bad. I mean, but they wouldn't eat if the state wasn't making money off of selling us those fucking products. Do you ever think about the you know fortunateness? I, mean? I wish of they. Where you were I born? wish it was capitalism over there, but it's not. Well, do you ever think about the fortunateness of how fortunate you are to be born where you were and in what time you were in? Absolutely. I spend a lot of All time thinking time. about that. Like, I think about it every why day. Why was I born here instead of Cambodia? Like, that's something I do every single I day before I go day. to bed. Yeah. It's part of the hypothesis and thing. <laughs> well, and so I'm always trying to become a better person, not for a morally preachy way, but just I want to be, I don't, how do I put because this? Because if everybody just strived to be a better person just to, for the sake of it, then it would be a better world. I think it would. If we not, strive to do that just because we want to feel better than everybody else, that's not okay. That's not going to push us through a better world. That's going to cause, it's going to be divisive. I just mean truly to be better for overall wellness because let's think about it. When you yeah, do something for someone wellness. else, not because of pure personal edification, right. but for a multitude of reasons, you do feel better. I think people, it's like another type of addiction. I think people that are addicted to like virtue signaling and moral superiority and just giving for the sake of giving, they're not being truly honest with what it is actually doing for them. Yeah, that's true. And so we have this weird thing going on in America, drip. like the dopamine drip from a hashtag. Uh-huh. It's a freaking hashtag. It's zeros and ones. You mm-hmm. really have no Words skin in the, the game coming down on the Mandalorian for the egg thing or yeah, what are really Gina change? Caruno or whatever her name is. I don't is. think Gina Caruno caused any of the trans people to be vi- had violence against them. No. There were words. Well, we talked about this, too, and we won't stray too far into that issue because it's basically a depth charge of destruction. I don't want to go down that rabbit hole too far. No, I don't either. But I'm just talking about instead of when you get angry next time, and maybe that's part of hypothesis, when your impression is to get angry over a hashtag, are you, what are you getting angry at? Are you feeling guilt because you consume and you don't do anything about it and you justify it by doing these social warrior things? Or do you... Is it about the dopamine drip? Yeah. If, if, If you applied what we've been teaching about hypothesism, you would take a step back, take yep. a deep breath. If somebody let's let's use Gina Carano as an example for a second, that okay? Her, she Instead you. of fucking trying to cancel her, why don't we just ask her why she thinks that way, and then try to convince her with words, with with education, instead of fucking an just, instead of an angry mob with pitchforks and torches, um, digitally speaking. And hashtag. I guess the new pitchfork is the hashtag. The, the pitch. Yeah, tic tac toe death. Well, <laughs> but really, like, talk to her as a human being, not as a fucking Twitter. Like, just send her a DM, slip in her DMs. Okay? Do you know how many things I've Don't investigated that I have seen that are out of context? And so, like, if you just took your outrage and tabled it for yeah. a minute and then went and investigated that, oh, the context is different. Yeah. Uh, yeah, don't send a dick Another good example, too. Sorry, I didn't. Um, this lady, Candace Owens. Oh, everybody yeah, calls her this right wing, yeah, blah, 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 blah. We could go on all day Candace about Owens, it. Candace Owens, yeah. If, has anybody ever tried to talk to her? Because I know Tim Dillon did, and you all fucking hated him. 
but he had a nice conversation with her. She's not a and mean got lady. like some. She got she some real truths out of her. She has she's a not different. Mean at all. She, she has a different, different opinion than the mainstream. But if you don't like her opinions, try to ask her about them. She's not get to actively. know why. Get to know the reason she had those opinions. Why those opinions are formed. And if any of that actually comes off as like pure hatred for no reason, like bigotry. Then, okay, you can be a little sour at her. But I don't think that's the place where she's coming from. I don't think that's where Gina Carano's coming from. I don't think there's where most of these people you're canceling are coming from. That's not the place they live in. Now, it's different for, like, someone who's an actual KKK member and they're out there fucking bar- <laughs> people, yeah. barbecuing, burning <laughs> burning crosses for the sake of racism. Yeah. That's a different. That comes from a literal place of hatred a bigotry for no reason. Complete, I also think you should talk to and them. I completely I I completely disregard those people's opinions because they don't come from a place of education or a real experience of why they even like feel that way. But then it's again, just, you don't know if that person was raised in an abusive situation. And, and they could have been. I would I love know. to, add, you know. I, I just think of the black guy that got to, to the change 200 of them over those years because yes. he just had dinner with them. Yeah. I, I oh, like yeah, having, yeah, 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 yeah. I feel like having dinner with them. That was one people. of our first positive, yeah. if, if not, I think that was our first. It was. When we, when we used to do the positive news article every every episode, which. And I felt, well, we don't need to do that all the time. But yeah. it's, you, should just, you also just know part of, part of our whole stick is like, you should just know to go look at positive news. That's all I've been trying to do this week. I feel like there's Actually, very. It's hard because it I, I I still stumble down the negativity rabbit hole. But who does? Back to what we were saying, like yeah, y- even the KKK members maybe don't hate them right away. Maybe talk to them first. Yeah, and then if they're just a piece of shit person, okay, fair, hate them, Wasn't cancel that- them. But at the most of these people that the cancel culture are going for are just human beings, and they just have these opinions formed on experience, and they, nobody bothers. To form the context of that opinion. And they just you, fucking go for them. They are just you go for mentally on fleek every single second of the day? <laughs> That's what I mean. Okay, uh-huh. I go back to this all the time. Jesus Christ, whether you believe in him or not, there's a story in this book called the Bible, whether it's real or not. I, that's not my point I'm trying to make here, but there was a quote in this book that's a powerful quote, no matter how you look at it. Let he who is without sin cast the first stone. It's pretty good. Quote. Does anybody know what that fucking means? <laughs> it means you can't fucking cancel someone if you're not perfect yourself don't hashtag lest you be hashtag yeah, exactly yeah. <laughs> <laughs> let he let he who is pure cast the first hashtag don't, we're gonna don't hashtag i love it so much uh, and also but it's a, powerful it's a very good quote whether jesus was real or not it doesn't matter the fact is there's some really, good there's some good fucking examples in that goddamn book oh there's another really good one that's in ecclesiastes called there's nothing new under the sun and really yeah. all of this stuff we're going through tech Technology progresses, but our behaviors, <laughs> there is nothing new. That how is our behavior. I like the less Humans are humans, and we have been since we were humans. Okay? Well, and we do these behaviors, and I don't want to save the human race with my actions. That's not my job. I have no visions of grandeur. I would love to see the human race progress. I just, yes, I, and you know what? It's how a that constant job. Is with us. We refine what, using hypothesism, and examine our impressions. Mm-hmm. And we're not saying hypothesism is the best fucking no. thing. It's not the savior. We're not trying to sit here and say we're the fucking best we're the biggest idealists it in the whole world and you should follow our impressions. Yeah. It it's really a, does. Remember, we're doing this as a satire to religion. We're not a real religion. So don't, no. I don't want anybody to like blindly follow us because we're charismatic or whatever the fuck. But like, we're uh, not what we're trying to do is just bring up some good points. Learn to investigate your impressions right. and develop new insights. Although, although, $29.95, $29.95, you can get your ticket to the compound. <laughs> and the compound is pretty cool. <laughs> you can walk through the lavender and yeah. get existential Snort awareness. Snort giant lines of lavender. <laughs> Memes. Okay. Uh, but anyway, like, but like seriously though, like the snorting the, stick. I think I think we did. 
I think we did come up with, and I don't think we came up with it originally, but we've we've organized a very uh, a very good tool set. You know what it is? It's the mental, that's what it's, I pop, it's a wellness it tool set. It's a tool set to 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 just like be okay and not. We be don't want to be your spiritual leaders. I just don't want. I just don't like. There's so much toxicity in the world. Yes. Okay. Among the uh, fucking plethora of other problems that we have on this planet. It's, especially in America, there's just this huge bitterness and, and and angst and toxicity going on with everybody right now. And, and if you take and use our toolkit, it, you won't fall into that pit that pitfall. And that's just it's it's wellness tools. And toxicity is something that you can deal with. You can't deal with the fact that the sun comes up every day. You can't that's change true. that. You, you can't can deal with the fact. Well, that you Jeff eat Bezos you. might be able to change that. Well, maybe he has fulfillment. Enough. Hey Bezos, but, don't put the sun out, please. I don't know that new. We like that thing. Might. <laughs> but we like that thing. But then on the flip side, yes, please, evil empire, do not build a sun killer. Okay? <laughs> they might. Well, they, here's the problem, okay? They wouldn't do it out of anything nefarious. No. Okay? No. That's why. Star Wars is a great example of this, okay? Oh, I know. I just watched the prequels again. Okay? It was all for the greater it's, good. It's it's really okay, easy. Okay. It's really easy to put a black and white, like, uh... Like filter over everything and go evil versus good. The yeah. whole point, I think, of Star Wars was the philosophy of there is no such thing as real good and evil. We've talked about this before, too. Life is one it's, giant gray area. It's a big gray area. Yeah. And and the evil empire in those movies is is a gray area. Because if you look at it from their perspective, um, the entire peace. galaxy was doing horribly under this republic of free democracy. Yep. Because, because of the bu- of Because of the, the corrupt bureaucracy that was ruling it all. Yep. And so, like, there was slavery going on all this other shit so the the evil empire if you want to call it that in palpatine's eyes he wasn't evil he was like i gotta change this bullshit get rid of this fucking democracy he just became corrupted and, by power well if you that's what happens to everybody if you look at the lore i fucking love the star wars lore because what it points out is all this all this lore of that galaxy that's considered canon was like the empire actually did a lot of good things for that galaxy now Yes, they had the Death Star and blew up a fucking planet. They kidnapped children. And but you know, the it, there's service. there was new uh, new lore came out recently as to why. I guess it's not even new. I think this was a book from the eighties. But the reason they even made the Death Star was because they were trying to expand to new galaxies, and they knew they needed to have some kind of super weapon just in case. They but that's weren't, they weren't welcomed with. There was colonizing. Yeah, you could argue all day it was bad or good, but like the Empire improved the galaxy overall. Well, and and then it just... slipped, and then when the fucking rebels, who you can look at as the bad guys, because they were terrorists, let's look at it that way, okay? The rebels were terrorists, they blew up the fucking Death Star and took down the Empire, right? Caused chaos, it caused according chaos. to the people. But guess what? That created a big power vacuum, and they had no fucking plan to fill that power vacuum with anything good. And then when the New Republic started to rise, um, it, it, it just fell. It, it slipped back into that that original corruption and the original like mismanagement of the galaxy, and then the fucking First Order rose up because of that. Well, Under the why, shadows. That's why, really, all you can control is your attitude and your worldview. Yeah. That is it. And so the only way that, that humanity is going to advance is if you can control and work on what you work on and develop your own impressions. And we've got to limit government's power over people. Because mm-hmm. that social contract can become so dangerous as every movie that we all love points out. It's funny. We flock to this stuff. Dystopian. We get the concept. We love dystopian yeah, movies. But yet we engage in it with what we're doing on oh, Twitter yeah. right now. It's, yeah. it's like how many people? How many people are like, oh my God, 1984 and all Orwell and, and what's and the other guy, watching, Huxley? And we're 
Well, is it Huxley? Aldous Huxley. Huxley. Well, no, and then there's uh, Orwell and um, uh, Bradbury. Bradbury and Huxley. Yeah, look at this. But we're like, now we got a fucking tracking device in the fucking pocket at all times of the day. And we're watching it play out literally on our big tech. D- yeah, is it art imitating life or is it life imitating art? Or do I we desire know. control? I think the line from that is like completely do skewed we, at the moment, but like it's it's happening. <laughs> do we desire control? Do we feel safer with order? I, yeah, thought, I think, I think we about do. this a lot. I, I enjoy making order in my own life. I just don't it want seems other to be humans something telling like, me what to do. Yeah, me neither. But it seems to be something we're just like naturally like. We need the alpha champ. Yeah, because even if you take away the power structures, we we put one in anyway. We do it any. Well, we were it just talking matter. about the high school mentality. Yeah. You have your well, hierarchy. Look at, look at the um the founding fathers of America, right? We, what we were trying to do was trying to escape from big control. And we made and it, control. what happened? We now it's bigger control. than ever. <laughs> what the fuck? I don't know. And I was don't... that. Uh, but maybe there's a secret shadow cabal, like the Illuminati, like. That forced that to happen. I also think there is uh, biological differences. Ladies I think some humans, ladies and gentlemen, I think some humans are wired to want less control, and some are fine with more. And so, how do you live yeah. all together? I don't know. And then I don't. Ah, know. That's the question of the fucking century. Ain't it? How, how do we all live together, live together in peace? <laughs> because I don't want to live through another century <laughs> yeah. like last century where we killed yeah. so many people. Can we get around that this century? I don't know. Right now, half my country is ready to light it up. Well. They're really they to, really to go are. into the political spectrum. Oh, let's do it. Donald Trump wanted to take soldiers out of wars, and here comes a, an administration who wants to just push war because they're getting a nice little stocks. They're getting a nice stock package from the weapons industry, and if the weapons industry doesn't have war, it can't sell weapons and can't give them bigger stock packages. So it's kind of one of those things. But then they promote themselves as the party of anti-war. Uh-huh. I can't figure it. That, well, duh, it's manipulation. Ladies and gentlemen. Ladies and gentlemen. The global well, cabal. We do have the documents. We have the documents. Why does Joji show up everywhere? I don't know. We've went everywhere. I, I, I don't want to leave this quite here, but like at the same time. I know. We're good at an hour. What's left to really say about all this? Like, I feel like we've went full circle Did we even make a point, though? Yeah, we did. I didn't know if I came to any conclusions today. We discussed a lot of important shit, though. I think that's the whole point of our podcast. But let's honestly, though, like, develop impressions. guys, your iPhone's made by slavery, and your meat's made with horrible conditions of these animals. If like, you buy public meat, you need to know about it. Maybe you should. We all should feel guilty. I think this episode so that we is, can progress is the that's, existential the existential examiner episode. I think yeah. it's good to examine. You get so wrapped up in the routines of life. I think as an adult, it's good to examine what you're consuming and maybe do what you can about what you can. Yeah. If you can't, it's okay. We don't hate you. And I think people need to hear that. You have to live first. It's usually through affluency that you can have the time to examine. Yeah. Maybe that's why we're all having so much angst is because of influency. We're, we're too affluent now. Well, we can sit like right now. We're in quarantined the- in luxury. It's not such a luxurious thing, though, to be to constantly self-examine. That's an interesting dichotomy. It really is. We we're we're living in technical luxury. People are using but escapism. Then we're, but then we're but then the world around us is burning down. Well, and people don't have couches. True. Like you, your Santa letters. They're, yeah, the Santa a, letters, man, that was so heartbreaking. Well, and shouldn't have read that. But at the same time, it's important. I think it's important to be to feel the guilt, to feel the shame. It's not our, and the shame is not that it's our fault because, but then because we're, we're part of the system, we it. are consuming and yeah, are part that's of it. the problem. Well, what, 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 I think it's just, I think the whole point of this is it's important to realize the invisible costs of everything we consume, the invisible costs of our social implications, and 
and the, feel bad for it sometimes. And quit beating people yeah, with the sword of hashtag. It's important to know that that this is, is not solving yeah, anything. Yeah, no, fuck the hashtag. I'm tired of that. It's don't like, shit. go volunteer at your food bank if you feel like you need to be a mighty warrior. Yeah, Stop it with the hashtag. But don't fucking do it just to say you're better than everybody else. That smug bullshit. I hate that. You're going to get slapped so down. I do so much stuff every week. I don't do you just it. Just want to talk about karma. You don't do it for the glory on the internet. Yeah. You know what? I'm all about awareness. I know. If you're going to be posting all this fucking like virtuous shit on Instagram, who cares? But if you leave truly, it off Instagram, just do it for you. Do it for the persons you're doing it for. But if you want to spread awareness, I think it's a great tool. Mm-hmm. Like if you if you go work with people, like say you help knit socks for homeless people, and you're like, hey, I made these really cool socks. That's for this guy. different. And then share the relationship with the people. But don't I, don't maybe. sit there and go hashtag how dare you not. Yeah, or like because I don't give nine ninety five to your crusade, I hate homeless people. <laughs> you have no idea. That just that that I will get a little bit angry about. That makes me mad. So, I just think it brings me back to the I get I get these fucking political emails all the goddamn time. Mm-hmm. Especially Bernie Sanders was like the worst at this. Okay, oh, fucking goddamn. Feel him. the burn. I am once again asking for your support. If you do not give me twenty nine dollars, why did you make him sound like the truth? I have no idea. I can't. <laughs> Is that illegal? Uh, anyway, <laughs> shitty accent aside, Bernie Sanders kept begging me for fucking money, and then he started using these guerrilla tactics. Uh, you you obviously don't want to fight for the for the the winning team. You How obviously you? you also you obviously want to support a corrupt system if you don't give me money. I was like, fuck off, Bernie Sanders. This is a goddamn sick you. There's a reason you lost. I think it's because of that. Also, it's okay <laughs> not to like people. You don't have to have a reason. You're not a person. I don't like when people beg for money on the goddamn emails because they're a fucking politician. Well, does that <laughs> and does that work? I was reading it about does, engage- obviously. I was reading about engagement rate that you get this big email list, like say for every thousand people, four to ten percent of them are actually gonna give you money. So it's like it's all an They're playing the money scam. game. They're playing the numbers game. Like, you can't win if you don't play. I want genuine engagement. It's the same thing with panhandlers. It's yeah. basically digital panhandling, you know what I mean? That's true. But, yeah, dude, some panhandlers make fucking a lot of money. Oh, I know. There, I think there was, like, a 60 Minutes thing on it. I don't, one of these weird, like, um, like, one of these weird, like, teardown journalism stories I saw. It was, like, these. they followed these panhandlers, and one of these dudes was, like, out there dressing like a bum. Mm-hmm. But then he'd walk, like, half a mile away and get in his BMW. Well, at hashtag the end of the day and go back to his mansion, and he was making fucking like ninety to a hundred thousand dollars a year, fucking just holding the sign. Well, I feel like hashtag panhandlers mm-hmm. are the same thing. Yeah. They make dopamine currency but, by being warriors. But I have a solution to I I have a solution to some of it. It's a good idea, and I hope somebody takes this idea. Maybe it can go forward. I don't want to take credit. I don't care. But what I want to see happen is like if you're gonna be sitting there holding a sign, that's all you do anyway. And people give you money. Why not hold a Pepsi sign or a fuck? You know what I mean? Hold some advertising, and then they can kick you down some money, and then you also get the panhandle the people feeling bad for you, or whatever. Isn't that what the money. Liberty Tax people like, do? That's what I'm saying. Like, if you're going to be holding a sign as a for a job, why can't it be like a fucking local business? Well, think about how many people leaving so Walmart. So I encourage you. I encourage local businesses to reach out to these homeless guys panhandling and give them an advertisement to hold all day, and then kick them some fucking money, and you can write it off. That's true because it would be charity and, and and instead of just boy, going, oh goddamn homeless people outside my fucking business, let's put fucking spikes on the bench. That's some bullshit. Give them a fucking sign to hold all day and give them some fucking money. Give them minimum wage. Bam, they have a fucking job. That'd be a bam. Double, double they have something write-off. to do all day. If they're gonna do that anyway, they might as well do it for money. Well, the problem with hand- and then support most, local business, which is good too. Is they're they're transient, <clears throat> so a lot of them don't yeah. stay in the same place. But they have they would have incentive to. It would be interesting. Yeah. 
It as long actually, as they don't piss all over your building, that's different. You can you can regulate no, that. Most panhandlers <laughs> I've seen lately are very. They have a lot of accoutrement too. Like they have bicycles full of like things, and they got a couple dogs. Have you noticed the panhandlers? So they got to be feeding oh, yeah. their puppies because the puppies they, look healthy. They have stuff. So I'm thinking maybe you're right. Like if they said, "Hey, we're having a sale at Kentucky Fried Chicken right now. It's the twenty nine ninety five bucket deal." The fuck that local business needs to get involved. Well, in that's what I said. Local Pepsi. deli. I, I guess I, I was wrong with the Pepsi. Maybe sign, not corporate America. They got enough fucking local deli. We all know what goddamn Pepsi and Coke is. But like your local businesses should be, that's your community. If you're a local business in a community, that's your community. And if you, if you want to do something positive, go give your homeless people a sign to hold for your business to advertise. I think that'd be a good idea. Like we got the deli chicken special here. I always thought that would be a good idea. Why not? They're holding signs all day anyway. Give them a better sign to hold. Well, businesses already pay people to hold signs. That's what I'm saying. That's interesting. They pay how much to get a billboard? Why don't you just pay, uh, take that and divide it amongst the, the local homeless community around you? In the era of digital and currency and wire transfers, too, most homeless people I've seen have a, di- a smartphone. You mm-hmm. could just transfer them the money right on PayPal. Yeah, it's not a problem. That's I mean, it's not that hard to get fucking cash anyway. Like, come on. Well, give them cash if you need to. Well, they would like that. Yeah. yeah. I'm just saying. It's like it's an interesting it's, idea. It's a good, it's a, it's one, it's one idea. There's many ideas. You well, can, and this goes with the whole thing of our people. conversation is thinking about things instead of just yeah. accepting the status quo. Yeah. I feel like that's a good thing to think about at Christmas time too. Cause you know, right now it's the holidays. Everything's all weird cause of the Rona. <laughs> and so maybe a little bit of examination of our current paradigm is not a bad thing. Like exactly. instead of examining it in anger, because I've been angry this weekend. Actually, I've been kind of angry We're this all guilty. Month. We all get angry. I do. I feel all the time. It's just part of being alive. It is. And, and also, it's the weight of the burdens of living that get that weigh down on you. And then you want to escape, but then you it's, feel guilty It's about cathartic it. to bitch. Let's admit it. It is. Sort of nice. <laughs> That's why this podcast is so awesome for us. Oh, we love it so much, guys. Every mm. Sunday, we're excited because we're, we don't even know we where we're going to go get half it the out. time. Just we get just it let out. it all. Because we get both, it out into the universe and Brady it's not and on our shoulders both, like, anymore. I, I'm not going to say all humans, I think, to some extent are thinkers, but we are mm-hmm. more observational deep thinkers. We think about a lot of weird shit. And sometimes it's nice just to get it out there. And we'd love yep. for you guys to talk to us about it. I'm working yeah. on some initiatives to build our community. Yeah, because we know when you're listening to a podcast, it's you can't you're not always able to just go and like engage with it. That's okay. That's just how podcasts work. But we'll set up some channels for you guys if on your time that you do have to instead of going and bitching on Twitter with a hashtag, come and talk to us. And we come like, and talk to each other. Yeah, we like to discuss. Ideas. I know there's only like ten of you guys. I, there's more than ten. <laughs> we can see the fucking metrics, guys. We and have the also, documents. We have the documents. Also, I'm not afraid of neither Brady and I. I think Spread I can the speak word, for you here. It. We're not afraid of any idea. No. Bring it on. Bring it on. I don't we will care. discuss Challenge it. us too. Fight us. Yeah. I take the Buddhist standpoint. If you prove me wrong, I'll change my ideas. That's fine. I don't have any ego on that. Exactly. I actually like to evolve my ideas well, all the time. I've done I've done mushrooms enough that I just I, I don't even know if my ego is alive or dead anymore. I can't I tell. have not done mushrooms, but I've served other humans <laughs> my entire life. It has beaten That's, me down. That kills your ego <laughs> too. It's just a <laughs> no, slow burn. It's a, That's slow, a slow burn. Death. <laughs> I am I'm ready to go supernova. Let's do <laughs> <laughs> take like twelve grams of mushrooms. You'll I want to okay. become a neutron star yeah. 12 grams of mushrooms yeah. i haven't gone down that route yet but it is intriguing. oh we'll do well, i think the next i think the next episode we should do a, a drug episode we should talk about drugs because oh yeah because congress voted okay we're gonna do a drug ex- episode it's becoming next a thing now, plus so. christmas is coming <laughs> We jingle talk bells, about jingle bells, eat my LSD. I've never done that, but that sounds like a trip. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> On that note, send us your bitcoin and subscribe. Bye. Bye.